Welcome to another edition of the Big Brother Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast from TV Guide. I'm your host, Lance Cartelli. On the show today, we'll grade Nick's disastrous head of household, break down all the drama inside the house, and look ahead to what Cliff's comeback could mean for the house. But first, if you're a Big Brother Brothers fan and you're listening to this, so why wouldn't you be? Things probably sound a little different. That's because Fox has left me all alone in the studio while he has a medical procedure. So prayers up to him, and we're thinking about him. But not to worry, joining me today is TV Guide Senior Editor and Big Brother aficionado, Sadie Guinness. Sadie, how are you? I'm great. I'm super happy after last night's turn of events, so I'm ready to talk about everything that's going down. I can't wait to break down some actual good news in the Big Brother house for, uh, for fans of the show. And uh, before we get into this action-packed week of uh, Big Brother, I wanted to get your impressions on this season. We're about a month in, and I haven't heard your take yet on the season. So what are your overall thoughts on Big Brother 21? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> like, I love the show, but this season has been very hard for me to get through so far. Especially, I had so much fun last season, so it's kind of like a bit of a downer. Season 20 was so much fun. Celebrity Big Brother was a lot of fun. And and this has been a bit of a slog for me. I guess we're kind of due for a down season, but it's really tough when these past few seasons have been so good and so entertaining that you get something that just isn't what you were expecting, what you're really hoping for, right? Like even season 19, like people could be pretty mean and it wasn't exactly the most fun, but like we had Cody and we had Raven and there were sort of like those moments that were entertaining to watch in this it's there's not a lot of sort of comedic release happening yeah it's it's very intense very mean a lot of the times and you're right you're not getting other than cat really where is the comic relief really coming from and cat only has two jokes are you bitches conspiring against me and just saying brett's name (laughs) pretty much and then just looking awkward when people won't let her in the head of household I do want her to win HOH just to see if she really gets a letter from Brett, though. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. That's what she requested. So, like, hopefully she wins. I feel like Brett would be up for that, you know? Brett seems like a guy that, speaking of comic relief, Brett would be a great addition to this house. But he would be somebody who I think would just lean into that. Oh, definitely. So let's, uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's, uh, let's get into this week. Uh, the first thing I wanted to discuss is Nick's week as the head of household. He wins the HOH, then aggressively kisses Bella and plays it safe by nominating Cliff and Jess for eviction and instead of uh, targeting the Jacks. But after Kate saves Jess with the power of veto, he goes back on his word and nominates Nicole. But the six shooters turn on them and evict Cliff. Sadie, what grade would you give Nick's head of household? (laughs) Be completely honest with me. Any grade? I'm an F. (laughs) I I can't argue that. uh, What's your reason behind that? I mean, his own alliance turned against him. He was blindsided during his own head of household. Like, he had no wins this week, other than Christy revealing her power to him. Which was, we'll get into that later, but was not a very smart move by Christy. But I have to agree with you. I I actually wrote down an F (laughs) minus. The house was, like you said, the house was already turning on him. And, uh, you know, he gets this, this gift from uh, Nicole that of knowledge about Grateful and that they're going after him. And instead of making like a preemptive strike against the Jacks, they go and tell the house and, and, you know, they play it safe. And then on top of that, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say to believe everyone when Bella like confronted them with what Nicole said, which was the truth. It's just mind boggling to me that they can be that gullible. Yeah, it's like they're obviously going to tell you what you want to hear. And so them to just completely disregard what Nicole was saying, who Nicole hasn't really done anything to really get on people's radar to think that she isn't trustworthy. Yeah, it. I felt really bad for Nicole during that whole situation. It, it was an ugly look. We'll also get into that later, the the uh, Nicole and Bella stuff. But I mean, Nicole is a, a shining star through this week which is really the opposite of what Nick was doing. And uh, to get back to his head of household week, uh, him and Bella just bully their way through the week. And, and like we said, their main target of Nicole, who didn't go home. Cliff, who wasn't their target, didn't go home either because of camp comeback. It was just an absolute disaster. Yeah, it, it was. It was just it, sorry. No, go ahead. It was a little bit fun to watch it implode. Like it was so bad in every way. It's like which, you just can't take your eyes off of a car crash. Yeah. 
just a, a, a train wreck. So I, I want to know, is there any way for Nick to kind of salvage this? Is there any way for him to save his game or do you think it's too late? I think Nick can definitely salvage this if he plays everything perfectly, which I don't think he's I, I don't have a lot of confidence in him pulling that off. Uh, so what's a what's a perfect game for him then? He needs to completely flip on Bella. Agreed. And he has to do it in a way that sort of engenders trust in everyone else. And he has to humble himself, which I think would be the hardest part. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a very humble guy when he's yelling after every win. Yeah, if he is able to do that and then lays low for a while and maybe even like throw Sam or someone like with a bigger target at the Jacks, he might be able to stick around, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, he's pretty much got to get the Jacks as the main people that to be targeted or like you said, a Sam or some other target to really just lay low and, and distance himself from Bella. Uh, I want to ask you, say you were the head of household, say you're Nick, um, and you get this information from Nicole, would you have targeted the Jacks or would you have played it safe knowing that Camp Comeback still, they had the chance of coming back? Oh, I would have targeted the Jacks. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, you have to, right? And then would you have been, would your main target have been Mickey or Jack? Oh, it's tough. I think Mickey is a bigger threat in the long run, but I just I don't think I could live with Jack for one more week. I think I would have gone after him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think us and America is just ready for him to to be gone. Oh God, it's he's going to be around for a little bit. I fear. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and you know, to go back to how uh, how Nick can kind of save his game, I t- I totally agree with you. If he really distanced himself from Bella. He has a shot and, you know, even maybe instead of throwing the jacks under the bus, he throws Bella under the bus because she has such a huge target on her back. I think if he threw Bella under the bus, that'd buy him a week and then he would be target number two. And then it's about sort of trying to figure out how to position himself. So he's sort of medium in the range of targets. Yeah, he, he should be mid totem. He's really... Uh, to me, he's on that week-to-week basis, so I think, you know, desperate times, throwing Bell under the bus, it's not a great look, but it might be his only chance to even go another week. I I would love to see that happen. That, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, let's, uh, you know, speaking of people who could break up, let's let's actually get into the, the Bella stuff. You know, although she's not even the HOH, the power went to Bella's head this week with her man in charge. First, Bella and Kemi go at it, and it nearly gets physical. Then after Nicole tells Nick and Bella inside info about Annalise and Holly feeling bullied, Bella, some, for some reason, decides that Nicole's a liar and calls her atrocious and disgusting. Nicole tries to take the high road but gets in some devastating haymakers, like indirectly calling Bella uneducated, and then, you know, the cherry on top with the it's you line. So I wanted to get your take on, on Bella's week. Could it have gone any worse for her in her quote-unquote game? I don't know if it could have gone any worse. It would have just been more of the same. We would just would have had the same type of conversation again and again. I don't know if she's capable of sort of handling confrontation differently. Like the way she talked to Nicole and left before Nicole even got to share her side of the story. Was, After talking about bullying and how she felt bullied, it was just, it's just so disconnected from reality, really. One thing I did like seeing playing out through all of this bully drama was that everyone kept pulling in Tommy to be the mediator. Yeah. (laughs) And it was nice seeing like, because we saw sort of those conversations play out on the live feeds, but then getting Tommy's point of view in the diary room where he really was starting to see the Mm. way Bella was flipping things once he got outside the mob mentality. So at least there's like one sane person and grateful. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Tommy, I'm a big fan of his, but he also, you know, it feels like he's kind of playing Christie's game right now. I really want him to start doing some other things because he is in Six Shooters. He is in Undeniable now. But I would I would really like to see him kind of separate from that. But it might just be too early for him. I do agree with you that I thought one of the more interesting things in the Nick and Bella, or the Bella and Nicole drama, was, you know, Tommy's realization that Bella might be just a bad person, a mean girl that is in the wrong here. I wish that that realization then also applied to Kemi. Like they saw the way that Bella 
manipulated the situation with Nicole. But there doesn't seem to be that same epiphany regarding Kemi. And I think the house really treated her unfairly as well. And it's a shame that she left the house before there could sort of be any sort of apology or reconciliation or reckoning with what happened with her. Yeah, I think of, you know, all the people that weren't treated very fairly in this house. Kemi's right up there. I mean, obviously the people in the camp come back, but Kemi just got like she didn't get a very great edit. She had all these people bullying her. It was it was a tough couple weeks for her in the house and it just didn't feel fair for her. I, I really wanted to see her do more in the game and have an opportunity to do more. Yeah, she was definitely the person I was hoping came back last night. It was her, David, for me. We'll we'll get into camp comeback in a little bit. Um, so uh, to go back to you know Bella's uh, just awful week, it was just such a bad look for her. You know, in our preseason breakdown of the cast, we really liked Bella. We thought she was one of the better contestants, but she's just turned into this really not so fun player to watch. That's just mean and bullying people. She's not good at playing the game. She's just telling everybody everything about when information really comes at a premium inside the house. And like I said, she's just a mean girl. And I would really love to see, say, you know, she could be target A this week. I would really love to see her reaction when she is evicted and rewatches this whole thing and how wrong she is. Yeah, she really thinks that she is the hero in the story and America's like villainizing Nicole, which like she clearly believes these things. And it's a little fascinating to see. It's it's really crazy when you're disconnected like that and you're in the house and you just you're getting all this information from people and you've just made an enemy out of somebody like Fezzi did last year. It's just funny when we have the information, it's so much easier to to compute it. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know kind of with uh, the same thing with Nick, uh, if you were Bella, how would you try to rehab your game or is it you know too late for her as well? I don't think there is any saving her game. <laughs> I don't think so either. She can't really... Even if she separates from Nick, that's really her only ally right now. And she's just playing such a a mean game that why would anybody trust her with any information? Why would anybody really want her around unless she's just a number? Yeah, the best she could hope for is that they take out Nick first. And she has one more week in the house where nobody trusts her and no one wants to align with her, at least long term. Yeah, she kind of has to hope that... Nick goes out, then she kind of falls back into the maybe the floater game, and then, you know, the Jacks and the Sam, they become the big targets. Mm-hmm. But even then, I mean, maybe she's somebody you take to the end, but even then, probably not, just because you still have to deal with her for two more months. Yeah, I don't know if she's someone who would ever sort of take a back seat to making decisions, so I don't think a good like floater game or victoria path is possible for abella yeah totally and you know while we're talking uh bullying this has been a big subject this year let's let's get into jack jason mimosa he uh he might be the most unlikable player in years possibly ever he had another eventful week i would say on top of telling tommy about his activity power jack has some pretty awkward and just downright mean conversations with some of the house guests his talk with Ovi and Nicole just made things worse. Jack and Christy telling David that he's doing the right thing by shutting up was a pretty ugly look. And then an even worse look, he talked down to Kemi over putting her shaker bottle in the fridge. It was such a weird combo. And any conversation that starts with, I'm going to be honest with you, probably isn't a good look. It's like saying with all due respect. So I, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that com- conversation drove me insane because you always know when Jack is the angriest Mm -hmm. because he smiles like this very overly enthusiastic grin and it's so fake and it's so unsettling like hearing him be like what would happen like if we all put our shaker bottles in there I love you so much but like you can tell that what he really wants to do is just scream at her but he had already been warned by producers about his language yeah it's like he's trying to embarrass these people and he gets he becomes like a cartoon character where he's like saying these things and like emphasizing the wrong part of the word. He's like doing a lot of hand movements. It's just you can just see right through it. It's just it's terrible. So Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever hated a house guest more than Jack. That's that's pretty high praise. There's been some pretty unlikable characters and you know, we're we're less than a month into this too. Who knows how much worse it can really get for him. Hopefully we you know, ideal situation. We won't have to deal with him for that much longer. No. But 
Not at all. Uh, so I actually had a question for you. Who's worse, Jack or Bella? You, you, you think Jack's the worst uh, contestant, I, so I'm guessing Jack. you're not Jack. Yeah. I'd have yeah, to agree with the, you there. The threatening language he uses, the, you know, the... I don't want to say these things on the <laughs> podcast, sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Let's, uh, let's kind of break down his week a little bit. Let's go back to him telling Tommy about his Wactivity power. What did you think of, of that move? I wouldn't. If I had a Wactivity power, I wouldn't tell it a single person. Me either. It'd be like on Survivor, if you have an immunity idol, don't tell anybody. Yeah, best case scenario, you never even need to use it. So why... Why give information out if it's not necessary in the Big Brother house? It's just a complete misreading of how to play the game. It, for some reason, Christy did this too, where they think giving up this information buys them trust when it just sows more mistrust and makes you a bigger target. The one time I could understand telling someone about the power was when Ovi did it as sort of a Hail Mary before his eviction because he was sort of offering it to them. It's like, you guys are the biggest threats in the house right now. I could save you next week. And his back was really up against the wall and he pretty much knew he was going home. So I could understand why Ovi did it, but everyone else, it's just a complete waste. Yeah, I completely agree. When uh, we talked about that a, a couple weeks ago on uh, this podcast, we I was one of those people that was a little critical about Ovi telling them about the power, but I completely understand when it's a Hail Mary and you really have nothing else to do. Like that was your last shot. And it almost, I mean, from the edit, it almost worked. It, it's a shame that sweet, sweet Ovi uh, was treated like he was and wasn't able to really shine in the game. Yeah. I felt so bad for him last night and David and Kemi. Yeah. It was, it was a very awkward, I mean, especially the, the post interview with Julie Chen Moonves and just seeing David's emotions. And, you know, we wanted to say some things that probably he wasn't ready to say. And I do love that even though it is a game, like when he saw the bullying happen, like he tried to stick up for Nicole. It completely, you know, came back at him. But it's nice that he really was able to maintain his sort of moral compass throughout this really intense situation yeah i thought that was that was a really awesome gesture you know he's not in the game so he probably feels like he had a little more leeway to do that and you just don't see that a lot in the game so it's one of the silver linings in the season of not a stellar cast yeah and so uh getting back to jack jack and other members of undeniable and the six shooters uh really like you said turned into this mob in the house telling people to leave the room and just being disrespectful uh i wanted to get into Something that you wrote uh, about Big Brother 17's Aubrey Middleton and how the show has not shown the Jacks full behavior inside the house. What do you think of how the show has portrayed them and Kemi? It's really upsetting because it's not surprising. uh, The fact that they are giving Jack and Mickey the super sanitized, sympathetic edit while really only highlighting Kemi's most aggressive moments is something Big Brother has had a problem of in the past Mm -hmm. and I was very excited to see Audrey from Big Brother 17 posting this Twitter thread about her experience on the show including the allegation that she was pressured to come out as trans as soon as the welcome champagne was popped yeah and that really plays into kind of how they have shaped or they tried to shape Kemi's character on the show right Mm -hmm. yeah Kemi was caught on the live feeds talking about how a producer was trying to get her to speak and behave in a way that wasn't authentic. And it's just such a shame that this really isn't like, it's just, sorry, I'm collecting my thoughts. Oh, don't worry. To me, it feels unnecessary, right? Like these aren't, they have people that they really like and believe should be on the show. They don't have to make these people fit into their archetypes and their characters and make them, look a certain way or act a certain way. Let these people kind of just shine and grow and let America decide who they like and who they don't like, right? Yeah, and instead, which is something Audrey talks about, is the sort of producers and editors really protect the people that they want to make it until the end. And then if other people sort of don't fit into their plans, she says they exploit and undermine the edits of minorities and people of color. And I think it's not hard to sort of look at the track record of the show and 
really see the evidence of that. Yeah, totally. And even last night, David, you could tell, wanted to say something about it. Kemi says it is what it is. We kind of know what it is. So is there, you know, they've done this for so long. How do you think they can, do you think this is a rectifiable situation? Is this just how it's going to be forever? What do you think the future is maybe for this season and beyond? I think one thing that would help the show overcome a lot of these issues is just fix the casting at its core. Yes. If the cast was more inclusive, more diverse, it would go a long way toward rectifying a lot of the issues we have every single season. And then production needs to also step up and not, sorry, hard hard things to word safely. Yeah, I, I I understand. Uh, you know, you, you obviously want to see that. I, it's, they've had this for so long, and it's been something that's so successful that, for them. But I'm hoping, you know, a little public pressure that is starting to be exerted maybe helps them change their ways a little bit. I really hope so, because the show is great. The game is great. And just let people in the house and play it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I would say get rid of first day eliminations i don't think it adds much to the game and it's obviously didn't help david at all and it would have been cool to see david in that first week maybe he still goes home but at least he gets it that week i mean david could have won this game oh yeah he'd been given even a small chance he was clearly such a strong smart insightful player and it's really frustrating that he had to go home not only under that circumstance but then live in the house and be ostracized by these people and really be spoken down to and and bullied. Yeah, that's really one thing I noticed, especially with, I mean, everybody in the camp comeback, they were all just spoken down to by multiple people. And, you know, obviously, the people that were eliminated, people of color, it's just, it's a tough, tough look. And, you know, they've said it. So hopefully, you know, like I said, this uh, is something that opens up for next season and maybe helps change the future of this show because we love this game. It's a great game and it's fun. We want to see everybody have that equal chance to win it. Yeah, most definitely. So let's uh, let's move on. Uh, you know, we were speaking about the six shooters and now undeniable. Let's uh, let's talk about some alliances. This week, Sam officially joined Grateful to make it undeniable. Uh, which name is worse, Grateful or Undeniable? Undeniable is just one of the worst alliance names in it, a long time. It's awful. I feel like the past few seasons, there hasn't been many good names. I don't even know why they're even telling these people to name these uh, alliances anymore because they're just so bad now. I'm also, this season, we, what, already have four number puns? <laughs> yeah. How many more can we do? You could even tell, like, when they were trying to figure out six shooters, they were just trying to, they couldn't come up with anything, really. I, I'm exhausted by these names, although the Fellowship of the Zing did kind That's of a make good name. me laugh. That's a good name until Cliff and his Cliff Notes ruined it. Uh, he's so charming, though. What what an amazing... I, Clifford thing. Hogg is the man. Yeah. So uh, it, it does appear, sadly, that, uh, that Undeniable is crumbling pretty quickly and that uh, Nick, Bella, and Sam are on the outs. The six, you know, the Jacks, Holly, Annalise, Tommy, and Christy created their own alliance. Like we said, the the six, the six shooters. How long do you think the, the six shooters can run the game? And how do you think other people in the house can break them up? I think the six shooters longevity is going to depend so much on what Cliff does this week. Absolutely. He has the chance to completely undermine them. And it's it's a very fragile alliance, just like one small crack in their all going to start turning against each other. Yeah, I mean, if one more Christy freak out and they might just all combust, right? I would love Christy to go soon just so Tommy gets the chance to kind of do his own thing. It'd be really cool to see Tommy, you know, by himself kind of running the game a little bit because he's got the connections with everybody and he doesn't seem to be like a domineering type or a controlling type. So he could be one of those mastermind types. Yeah, I really think he could be a great player if given the chance. And maybe he is purposely laying low right now. He Mm -hmm. does know the game really well. And it is a smart move this early in the game when there are so many other targets. Why paint one on your back? Yeah, he's in power in multiple alliances. And no one's really talking about him. Everybody wants the Jacks or 
Sam or somebody else out. So he's he's in a good spot. Let's uh, so let's say you're Cliff and you've got the you know the big hat on and everything. Who who would you target this week? The Jacks, of course. Yeah. And then uh, if they're say uh, Jack wins uh, the power veto, who would be your replacement nom then? Probably Nick. Okay, I like that. Let's take a quick break. And we're back. Let's talk about Christy. Christy, who we were talking about earlier, uh, we would maybe potentially like to see out of the game. She had had an interesting freakout week. Ironically, she won the panic power in the final activity comp and then had a panic attack about going on the block. Uh, What do you think of her panic power, the ability to turn the power veto into a diamond power veto? I think that's a fantastic power to have. I would love to have that power. In Way better game. than Jax, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish someone other than Christy had it, but I'm I'm incredibly jealous of that power. Yeah, it's a great power. I The one thing I did like about it is it's not completely in her control. Like, she can make it the diamond power of Vito, but if somebody else wins it, that's their power. I think that's a fun little twist instead of just giving her that power. Yeah. No, I think and it is a nice balance because sometimes there are these powers and the house guest gets too much control. And I do think this is a really fun way to give someone a power but not give them complete control over everything that's happening. Yeah, I'm with you. What, a, what are your thoughts on the three activity comps? Maybe uh, do you like the name? Do you just think that uh, the comps shouldn't even have been part of it? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm at a place right now where I'm kind of nostalgic for when the game was a bit simpler, mm-hmm. when there weren't always like a new twist every single episode. And like this season, we had camp director, camp comeback, activity, and we're only, you know, less than 30 days in still, I think. Yeah. And so we spread out the new twists or strip it down a little. I don't think it needs to have all the sort of bells and whistles to keep things entertaining. Yeah. For me, I would. Get rid of a, like the whole activity stuff. I like actually like the camp comeback, but I would get rid of the the activity comp and really just focus on the drama, focus on the people, so we get to know these people a little better. There are so many people that just don't get a fair shake in it and don't get a lot of screen time, whether that's justified or not. It would be a good way when you have so many people in the house early on, just to focus on them more. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I just want to sort of see what the dynamic is without all of these, you know, without them taking the rug out from under us every episode. And I also kind of miss when they had to do like comps just for like food. I like the food comps or like when they had a, you know, like the lockdown on the, um, the uh, spa. And so the hot tub, they unlock that. I always like that. That, you know, it's like a fun little bonding thing for them. Like the car when they like, couldn't like take their hand off the car and got to keep it. And like people, took it very seriously but it also wasn't game related so we got a little drama but like a different type yeah i like those i like uh they don't do this anymore but when they uh they used to put on the costumes and they had to jump in uh like water and then suck it up and then their teammate had to like (laughs) jump on them to get all the water out and everything yeah give me stuff like that (laughs) give me that i also like the uh the power of veto wager one where it's like hey you have to shave your head or you have to like dye yourself blue and stuff i i want to go back to that Yeah, I think it'd be really fun to do a sort of season that pays homage to where this show came from and really dial it back, strip it down, rather than trying to just keep inventing new things, look back and do all the all the hits of what worked in the past. Yeah, play the hits. It's they've done it for so long, but it's they just have to outdo themselves. It just seems like that's kind of the world we're in and everything to get, you know, more people interested. But maybe it's doing the opposite of that. Yeah, I think that would get more people interested. That's really what would be most unexpected is if they had a season that was closer to what they were doing, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, expect the unexpected. And she was just like, no twists. Oh, that would be such a relief. That would be a huge twist, actually, which would be funny. So uh, let's get back to Christy. Um, I I want to talk about uh, her freak out and the the Brussels sprouts. And so Christy, for some reason, tells (laughs) after that, and Christy freaks out, thinks she's going on the block because of Brussels sprouts and, you know, Nick just kind of jumping on her and her getting a, a vibe and stuff. She, for some reason, tells Nick and Bella about her panic power. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit. What do you think of her decision to tell them about that power? 
I think her decision to do that was <laughs> completely unfounded, completely misguided, but also due in part to this idea she has that she's able to, you know, like the universe had saved her. After she didn't go on the block, she's like, I took a huge risk not using my power and I've been rewarded. <laughs> so she still thought that there was that risk and that she was potentially going to go up for eviction. So rather than see that moment as evidence that like, oh, no, I was completely paranoid. She was like, this is my my reward for not, you know, turning against my my alliance members. I should pay it forward and trust them. That is such a dangerous, dangerous look for her. She can just blame anything good that happens on the universe and not really play the game. Like her almost using that power would have been like a Jess move, just a completely stupid move in this game. I wish he had, though. That would have been... Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. Uh, yeah, let's... Uh, all right, let's move on from uh, from Christy and her hectic week. She still has the Diamond Power veto. We'll see if she uses that uh, next week. She's going to... Actually, I did want to talk about one more thing with her. So now that people really do know about this power and Cliff is the head of household... Do you think she's going to get all this unneeded pressure from people now that they know she has it and Cliff is probably going to target her side of the house? Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to now want her to use that power. And also, I think she told Cliff already about it, too. Yeah. And so it's also going to allow people to sort of plan around it and know when they can or can't target Christy. Because the power, the diamond power of Vito is going to still be in play for a couple more weeks. It's just crazy how some people get a little bit of power and either power goes to their head or they just don't know what to do with it. And they start talking, you know, they pull a bell and just tell everybody. Which if you feel that you are at risk of people turning against you and you're, if you're so paranoid, why wouldn't you want to sort of keep those things close, like protect yourself a little bit. Exactly. And she, you know, she played it right when Jack told them about his power. She didn't even say anything about her power. And then she lets it go. Yeah, this this house is definitely getting to her. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm here for it, too. I Let's keep seeing her and her intuition be wrong. Oh, yeah. People, I, I saw someone in the house kept referring to her as Vanessa Russo. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get that bad. I hope not either. We we likened her to a uh, Caitlyn-esque uh, character in this season. But even Caitlyn, you know, they had similar yeah. uh, types of games and stuff. But even Caitlyn never went like that. Don't besmirch Caitlyn's good name. We love Caitlyn. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, I am obsessed with her. And it was amazing to see her uh, on last night's episode or on this week's episode of The Power of Veto. Unfortunately, uh, as she tweeted, that uh, Bella's drama kind of shortchanged her a little bit. Yeah, it was really fun seeing that puzzle competition come back with that new twist. I'm glad that she's able to laugh at it now. Yeah, not a lot of people can do that. And she's one of the few pre-jury people who is this popular and, you know, really changed kind of the outlook of how she was uh, seen, you know, in the game. And then once she came out, she just became... This person who just embraced everything and has just had a really great attitude about it. Yeah, if they ever do an all-star season, she, I know she's not one of the best players, but I would love to see her back. I mean, you can't have just all good players, right? You'd have to have a little entertainment. And she would be an amazing person who you never know, maybe a second chance. She just does a great job in the game. I would hope so. Hopefully we get that all-star season again and we get some of our favorites back. And uh, now we can go on to Camp Comeback. Uh, in a battle between David, Ovi, Kemi, and Cliff to battle back into the house, Cliff absolutely dominated and is now back in the house where he can continue his Cliff Notes chats. So, I go ahead. couldn't believe what I was watching in that competition. It's like he was kind of like being a con man this whole time where he's like, oh, I'm not good at anything, not good at anything. And then when it matters, he gets a little cocky. He just laps everybody. Oh, my God. It's. It was insane. Like, Ovi had, what, like, one ball? No one else had any? Yeah, Ovi was the only other one to make one. It, I was not hoping for Cliff to come back, not because I don't love Cliff, but I was very impressed and maybe, like, okay, maybe Cliff is going to be able to actually do something in this game. He can win comps. Yeah, and he's won back-to-back now that he's had a household. I uh, I agree with you, though. I wanted him... He was the least 
person that I wanted to come back. I uh, I actually would have rather had David Kemi than Ovi. But I think you, I would have had Kemi David than Ovi. Okay, I, those three are really interchangeable for me, so I, I'm with you on that. I I thought it was a a fun twist, but I definitely think the wrong person came back, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate. But uh, we all love Cliff, so it's not like a, an awful person came back, you know. I would have been way more upset had Cliff come back and then not won HOH, but the fact that he is now head of household and actually could make an impact on the game, if he's able to make the right move, him coming back will be so worth it. Yeah, it'll be it'd be really cool to see, you know, it's really nice. I, I don't like when people come back and then they're the first one targeted. So for him to be safe and then control the game, you know, he has more knowledge of everything. I wonder... I really hope that he he strikes instead of tries to not make waves, not get any blood on his hands and, you know, suck up to the powerful alliance. Yeah, this is his opportunity to make an alliance of his own and solidify his game moving forward. If he doesn't make a big move, his idea of like floating his way through, it's not going to happen. No, not at all. And he's a guy that has seen this before. He should be the first person to know like this is not a viable strategy. Yeah, now that his uh, cliff notes was kind of exposed, it's hard to sort of tell where his head's at mm-hmm. and when he's giving people lip service and what his actual plans are. Which is a great thing for him. Not being able to read him puts gives him a lot of power right now. And since there are a lot of people that just want to divulge information, maybe him being hard to read will you know, make people give him more information. I hope so. I just want him to have all the information and then just take out some big targets this week yeah i really want him to team up with some of the floaters if he can you know team up with nicole and they can kind of attack this week and maybe just blow up all the alliances and we get maybe like a clean game or like a fractured alliance uh after this it'd be a lot of fun sam nicole and cliff all need to band together right now that would be awesome and they don't they can even come up with a bad alliance name i'd still be into it it would have to be something, you know, trio, three musketeers. It would be some bad numbers. Oh, God. yeah, it'd be terrible. So Sam would probably make a bad joke about a threesome or something. Oh, God, probably. <laughs> so uh, with Camp Comeback and Cliff coming back, uh, did you like this twist? I think I would have liked it with a different cast. Mm-hmm. I think Mickey really did everyone a disservice, both the people in the game and viewers when he said that no one should talk game with people in camp comeback. Yeah. I think that was one, just mean and unfair. And two, it made for very bad television. Yes. I just, you shouldn't even be able to tell somebody that it's like, they've said that they've done it in survivor as well. And it's just like, why would anybody listen to that? You got to talk game. You're in the game. Even if you're not, you know, even if you're in camp comeback and you're not officially in the game, you still are alive in here. And, talking game is vital and that was the whole point of camp comeback was to allow people to have that social gameplay while they weren't a part of everything else and he basically just spat on the rules and everyone followed yeah which is tells you a lot about the cast yeah this is a really terrible (laughs) it's it's tough i'm hoping you know as we go on it's really good that Nicole and Cliff were saved because if you lose a Nicole, it would have been so much worse. Oh, it would have been devastating to have lost Nicole. Yeah. I, that's what I wrote in my notes. It would have been a devastating loss. So yeah, she's go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Nicole's really one of the only people left in the game that viewers have really rallied behind. There aren't a lot of people to cheer for right now. And Not I don't at all. know what if, have done. It feels like she's already wrapped up America's favorite house guest, even if she doesn't win this season. Well, Kemi's still campaigning. Don't worry. I would love to see them both go out and maybe get a tie. Maybe give them both money. Oh, I would be happy either way. That would be pretty great. So uh, with Camp Comeback, you would have liked it better with a different cast. Uh, how else would you improve it? Is there anything else that maybe some tweaks here or there that you would like to see if they do bring it back? I wonder if it would be more interesting to do not with the first four evictions, but like a little later into the season. Like if it's the jury? Or like before jury, just once there are already 
relationships established mm-hmm. because then the people who are getting evicted, you know, David, no one really had a chance to get to know. Ovi was only in there a week. If people already had this foundation of relationships and alliances, and also when people were doing more blind sides, it would be way more interesting then to have to live with them and way harder to sort of shut them out. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually wouldn't mind seeing a jury that is in there that, I mean, it makes it a little tougher because there's more people and stuff. Uh, I'm not sure how viable it is, but a jury in there where they get a lot more information would be a lot of fun. And it would save us some boring uh, sequester house uh, segments. Yeah, very true. So that could get messy. (laughs) Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I was actually surprised more people... Kemi kind of got in, a, in an argument and stuff, but I really thought more people would be like, all right, I'm out. Let's let's break this open. Let's take some people down, you know, do more of, you know, calling people out in speeches, stuff like that. Kemi was really the only one. I do think the reason it might not work so well with the jury is then you're going to have people campaigning so much during that that's, time. That's a good point. So you have to keep it like pre-jury, but like a little later on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Maybe after like the first two evictions, because those are always tough. But any like maybe like from like three to pre-jury or something like that, that'd be really <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I think that could be a lot more exciting to watch. So uh, Cliff's back in the house. He's head of household. What do you think he needs to do uh, now that he's back in the house? Obviously, obviously he has power and stuff. Is there anything you think he needs to do other than you know, attack the Jacks? I think he needs to build relationships with people on that other side of the house, which I see Christy and him have been talking a lot. I think he kind of needs to build a strong alliance, but then also get a little friendly with everyone. Make sure he, you know, there's no bad blood and does all of that sort of talk. And then just like lay low for a bit. Don't win another call. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because he does have the power and he probably does want to lay low after this. If he plays it right, he can, you know, get the alliance to go after each other after this. Mm-hmm. But he's really got to play it perfectly. And like I said before, if he can team up with Nicole, like you said, uh, with Sam and just start getting some more numbers and hope that the other alliance takes itself out. That's really the only way I see him doing much. But he's in a really tough position now that people have already voted him out as well. I think it will help that he was up against Nicole, like his friend. Mm-hmm. And so like if he says that, you know, oh, I'm happy Nicole got to stay. I understand why you would do this. Like the context of the eviction with the bullying and everything gives him a lot of believable grounds to convince people that there are no hard feelings about mm-hmm. voting him out. Because he can be like, of course, like Nicole had a terrible week. You know, I get why you'd want to, you know, do something nice for her and support her after that. And so I think that could really help him in this situation. He seemed to have the right outlook during his eviction speech and things like that. We're, you know, we're family, no matter what happens, stuff like that. He doesn't seem like a guy who takes it too personally. So I definitely think he can come back into the game and, you know, make those relationships again. He obviously wasn't really gone or anything. So I just think if he can play this HOH right. He's in a very good spot, but it's really inter- it's interesting to see what's going to happen with the six shooters and what's going to happen with Undeniable and the aftermath of that, because the floaters could really just float very far because of that. I just hope that the floaters start doing something. Yes, please. It seems like Nicole is ready to. Cliff, I'm hoping... Everyone else, I have no idea where their head's at. I'm thinking Nicole can get in Cliff's ear and just be like, hey, this has to happen. He's got the information now. Like, let's act on it. I know it's a little early, but he was already evicted. Like, what does he really have to lose? Yeah, I really hope that Nicole can sort of, you know, maybe puppet master a little. Yeah, I completely agree. She seems to have that puppet master quality and everything. So let's see it. It's just she's been in the bottom so long and it's just been so against her that she hasn't really been able to flex those muscles. But you can see it like talking with Bella, seeing how people respond to her. You can tell that she has, you know, that quality that 
she can go far if things break right for her. Yeah, I would love to see Nicole go all the way. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, a lot of people agree with you on that one. I'm one of them. So before we get to our winners and losers, let's take one final break. And we're back with our winners and losers of the week. Sadie, you want to start us off with a winner? Cliff. <laughs> I don't think anyone could have seen him coming out on top this week, especially after being evicted. There's no better win than becoming HOH after coming back into the house right away. That's pretty good for a winner to be a guy that was evicted. That means obviously something good had to happen and him winning the comeback comp was that. I actually really liked that he got a little cocky at the end. You know, he said, hell yeah. He did the uh, whole uh, Johnny Manziel money celebration after his hat toss. And like you said, did he, a little dance. Yeah, he did the dance and he, he went had a household. Like it can't get much better than that other than, you know, being evicted. Yeah, Cliff had a, a Cliff had a terrible week and a great week yeah. all in. And he becomes your winner. That's can't uh, can't go wrong with that. Uh, my winner for this week, I got to go. Nicole. That was my second choice. Cliff was my second choice. So this worked out perfectly uh, for Nicole. You know, she's risen like a phoenix in this house of awful people to be our our shining beacon. And even though she was in some big drama this week, she actually came out of it in a better position than she was. And she had. We've been in a lot of sayings in Big Brother, and she had the best saying so far, grab life by the boobs. Oh, my God. That speech was hilarious. It was a great speech. Someone's going to get that, like, tattooed on them now. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. She's so charming and so smart. I really want her to just dominate moving forward. Me too. Let's hope, uh, let's hope this is the week that kind of puts her in the right spot. Let's, uh, let's hear your loser of the week. Can I just be all of grateful? Yeah. Absolutely. Every single one of them. What, uh, you want to tell us why? I'm Half of them uh, are just actively bad people <laughs> and yep. have the house targeting them. And then the other half aren't doing anything. They're just following these bad plans. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have a joint loser. I have Nick and Bella. Which, you know, it's a pretty obvious one. You know, Nick just had a wasted HOH. We both gave him Fs. You know, he didn't go after the Jacks. The person he did evict, Cliff, came right back. He wore this awful red dad hat that I don't know what he was thinking about. And then he had a terrible saying, I don't get mad, I get even. And that obviously backfired. Yeah, I think me saying all of Grateful was kind of a a cop-out. So I could get Nick, Bella, the Jacks, Christy, everyone. Who just had a terrible week all in one. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we talked about Bella, but I think she had a worse week than Nick. And that's kind of hard to believe. You know, the power went straight to her head and her true, her true colors came out. She bullied Nicole and people are really realizing who she is. And she obviously can't be trusted. Yeah. And, and the way she came at Kemi as soon as Kemi was evicted, when Bella had betrayed her, just set the tone for the week of the way she would flip things and try and instigate drama and then play innocent. Yeah. And she's one of those people that when she's not in power, it's, it's not going to be good. No. So this week should definitely be interesting to watch. Oh yeah. I, uh, you know, it's always, that's one of the things I love about big brother is one day you're in power and you feel like you're going to win and then the vote gets flipped on you. And now you're feeling like you're at the bottom and you could be going home. It's, it's great. I love this game so much. <laughs> it's amazing. Hopefully, you know, this season turns around. We're not the biggest fans of the cast, but, you know, this week could really just change things up. And if Cliff and Nicole have the power, this becomes a much more interesting and fun game. Yeah, I hope we don't see anyone in the sort of grateful alliance and power for a little bit. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, is there any... Final thoughts, anything you want to say before we uh, sign off? I would just say that if you missed the fun of last season, Winston just came on Love Island, and I am loving that right now. (laughs) I haven't been catching Love Island, but uh, I know a lot of people are excited about him. Uh, And you were recently on the Love Island TV Guide podcast, right? Yeah. And uh, were you able to talk Winston or no? I, it was like Winston had just been teased. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of gave a little primer of who he was, but we hadn't seen him at that point yet. But he's bringing a whole different energy to the island. And it's really fun getting to see him in such a different type of competition. 
Yeah, that, I, that's interesting because when he was on Big Brother, you know, he didn't offer a lot to the game. So I, when I heard he was going to be on Love Island, I wasn't sure how it would play out. But he's actually like a completely different person that's actually adding to the game. I mean, he is so much more chill than he was mm. in the Big Brother house. It's like seeing a different side of him. And all, all the other guys sort of have this different vibe on the island and in the villa. And Winston's just coming in total has no idea what's going on it's actually <laughs> really really cute that's awesome i guess uh everyone should go and uh obviously check out love island it's not on for too much longer it, have yeah. you uh did you watch the british version of that show or are you now just first getting into it i'm now just getting into the usa version but my fiance and i are so obsessed that like i know we're gonna go back and watch all the uk seasons i've, I've heard they're amazing so i uh i don't blame you for that yeah, I really hope that they continue and bring in more Big Brother people because mm-hmm. it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, we've, we're kind of seeing that now with the challenge. They're bringing in a lot of Big Brother people. This just makes so much sense, you know, a little corporate synergy. Yeah, and it's nice to see people not being pushed to their mental limits. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I get to see their true selves. And so you get to see Winston in a much more positive light and also see him outside of just his bromance with Brett. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, If so, you want to see more big brother people on love Island who, if you could pick one big brother person, who would you want on there? Caitlin. Yes. Great choice. Yeah. She had quite the romantic roller coaster just in the big brother house. So it'd be great to see her actually having on an Island. Yeah, and where, like, coupling up with people was her only way to survive. Yeah, that might just be the game that is, like, made for her. It really is. It would be so much fun. All right, well, uh, that's our show this week. Uh, Fox will be back next week, God willing. Uh, Sadie, obviously we said uh, about the Love Island podcast. Is there anything else you want to plug while you're on here? You know, just go to tvguide.com, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Give me those likes. <laughs> what uh? What's your handle on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, at Sadie Ganas. All right. And you can follow me at Casually Ginger on uh, Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Sadie, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. It was uh, great talking to you. It was always nice to hear somebody else because I'm used to just talking to Fox about Big Brother. So it's great to hear what you thought. Yeah, this was so much fun. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and one last thing. Happy birthday to Rockstar's daughter. We hope it's real cute. I can't believe it's already been a year since I know. that. We didn't even celebrate, really. It's, it's too bad. But uh, from far, far, far outside the Big Brother house, I'm Lance Cartelli. We'll see you next week.